This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Let's get to Rio Wolf. There you go. You know the thing. How you doing, mate? Good. How are you? Oh, yeah. I think everybody's okay. Everybody's a little bit used to it. Yeah. It's the hope that kills, isn't it? You, a lot of this season we were thinking was going in the right direction. And now we, maybe we're girding our loins. I don't think we do enough girding of loins. It's a, it's a phrase I'm going to use a lot from now on about what we suspect might be happening. What do you think? Do you suspect that might be the case? Or are you like Danny? You're going, no, I don't think it should do. Or, or like Rich, I don't think it will do. What, what were your thoughts on today yeah just it feels gives me the ideas of last season really when just pass it about have no idea have no movement have no idea how to get it forward just have lots of a ball and do nothing with it and obviously during that Christmas period and before it looked like even when we were losing at the start of the season we had ideas we could progress the ball but seems like the purple patches, I think, of obviously when we were at our best, you had Hamer, Livermore, Kiembe playing out their skin. Kiembe yeah. looked off it today. Livermore's still good. He's still better than I thought he would be, but it's gone from like eight or nine out of tens to six out of tens. And Hamer's, yeah, he's still better than Batman. But I think now the real only two very good players we have who don't have purple patches are Espria and Kone. But again, Kone, it, yeah, it's not looking good. But I came into the season with. Usually my heart's pounding, but didn't really have any expectations. Just enjoy the ride, nothing really to play for, just mid-table. But obviously, the hopes got up a bit around Christmas, but now it's just back to reality. And I was looking at the table, and it's so congested. Nine points off tw- 22nd, and about there's a few points difference between us and 18th. So, yeah, it's not far apart. Yeah, it's 11 points up to the playoffs. Sorry, yeah. sorry everybody, to remind you of the playoffs again, because I said... But it's we are yeah nine points off of off of the bottom three, which is which is Stoke, Sheffield Wednesday, and Rotherham, which is going to be a lot of people are saying there are three worst teams, etc. But of course yeah. we've got a difficult run. We've got a yeah, yeah. It's not something that we should be taking too lightly. Where do you feel? Where do you sit on the manager 
in terms of do you want him to stay in there? Would you like to make a change a la, obviously the positive version of this equation mm. is Millwall and Southampton today. The negative idea of swapping yeah. managers left, right and centre would be Ranieri and Hodgson. You're familiar <laughs> with those two gentlemen's work. Um, yeah. what, what would you do? Stick or twist? To be fair, even in our best periods, it was because obviously we scored quite a few goals from off the bench this season, but you have to ask the question even when we're doing well. Why can't we get it right from the start? Because even at our best season, we've been a second half team. But I don't think Ishmael is good. I don't think he's great. I, I don't, yeah. But I just see, we just go back to route one again. If we sack him, we'll probably get like a interim until the end of the season and go again from there. But realistically, got nothing really. To, we're not going down. We're definitely not going up. Yeah, it's just roundabouts, isn't it? I think, I don't know. I, I link it back to maybe. Arsenal under Arteta going through a horrible patch, one like one and nine, yeah, and then yeah. he, they finally got not new ownership, but I think the Cronkies got a bit more investment. So like when we get investments, maybe we'll see the true vow and what he can do when we actually have a squad. Because oh, no, I know I felt our first 11's all right, but the thing is they're on the floor at the moment, no energy, nothing, and that's just a result of. We've got the same 13, 14 players playing every week and then got a few irrelevant subs. It's just, yeah, I don't think there's anyone better on the market to get currently. Wayne Rooney did all right at Derby, but at Birmingham he did horrendously. And then obviously Roy's free, but I pass on that one. <laughs> oh, I think we're all leaning in. He's saying, Rooney? Rooney? And then you hit us with Roy. Brilliantly done. Well done. Good delivery. Good delivery. Excellent punchline. Never mind. Uh, obviously, yeah, yourself as... Now, I can never remember the phrase for it. Yellow Brick Road Boys, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so mm -hmm. um, you, you and and Martin and Geordie and other people doing some spaces. Yeah. Uh, are you doing something on Monday or anything, Tom? Yeah, Monday, usually 99% time happens. I haven't been on it as much recently. Got to be knuckling down with revision. But um, um, yeah, I know. But yeah, I'll be on it Monday. And it's interesting because last thing on the game, usually, because obviously during our good period, I've said multiple times, you heard none of Vow out, Gino out. But I, I think we could be in for a Hasting at Miller again, I think could be a few goals. Maybe talk about the ownership and their status will be talked about again. But I'm hearing more vow outs than is on the ownership, which is odd because really I don't think any manager, apart from obviously the best out there like Guardiola, Klopp, don't think any championship standard manager could do a better. I don't think we we don't any manager be higher than eleventh right now. So I think Ishmael's just doing the job at task. Really, nothing worse, nothing better. Nice and balanced. I like that. I like that. A lot of these kind of decisions tend to go with the momentum. It it was interesting because of course we elongated his contract. We gave him a longer mm -hmm. contract when he was yeah, in twenty first. We were all went. I, I, oh. I, I think that was the wrong decision to be honest, especially being twenty first at that point. I wouldn't get him out obviously but now that we've given him a new contract you're gonna to have to pay him off more because he's on a higher wages i'd imagine and i don't think he's awful but yeah it was very baffling giving him i'd love to see us keep a manager for a whole season but it was baffling giving him a new contract and now roundabouts again because we sack him we have to sack him for more than we did than we would have in back in october if we sacked him but i think just give him till the end of the season let him get a few more of his players in and hopefully maybe there'll be more talk of things changing upstairs Fair enough I don't think he's actually got any play, other players to really bring back in really other than obviously Bio but the, only thing we, the only thing we spent in the summer was and January Barchan Vadatsi was on Ryovic and that, that says a lot because last thing unlike the 
some summer signings. Who who's actually been good? Lewis has been poor in my opinion. Obviously Rivich has, Ince has. Chavadatsi's been decent when he's given a chance. Decent. Nothing amazing, nothing poor. But yeah, just shows our recruitment team, eh? Just got it wrong in the summer when we needed a big rebuild. Got about twenty five players out, brought six in, and obviously Healy came in, he's gone out. Loser's gone out. Just yeah, the recruitment team can't seem to get it right. Very good. Look, Riosa. Good yeah. luck on good luck on Monday with everything, and obviously, good luck with the uh, with the revision as well. That most importantly than anything else, obviously, good luck with the revision. Let's get to Mister Alan Latwell, who I'm going to estimate has now got back to Leicester, even though the M1 was bad. I think he's probably in and around the outskirts of Leicester. Alan, uh, I'll tell you in a second because I'm just approaching a sign. Ooh, Daventry. Oh, I've over shot let's be honest not the first time never mind yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah too much of that <laughs> uh, too soon like your dad yeah okay come on in come on enough of this laughter we've we've, we've got the post-mortem of, 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 of what we've been watching this afternoon what did you make of all of that uh, uh, it, do you know what i was I, I was getting that first 25 minutes i was getting norwich at home vibes about the performance yeah just without having conceded the goals but the problem you have is when you make decisions to to make substitutions like that after 26 minutes you better hope that they're going to have an impact your decisions because if they don't you've got nowhere else to hide and they didn't work i didn't see any greater output from the players that came on to the players that went off if you then you've made that decision where do you go what you take those two players off and bring on another two players it's it, you really do create yourself a problem there and that's that it, it clearly has because we've all seen the reports and heard the reports with regards to Kone storming out after the game through the media suite and what have you and I was also told after the game by somebody I was waiting to see you know who that is because I mentioned them before the game yep and I was told that of time, the players were bickering with each other in the tunnel. I don't know what's gone wrong over the last few weeks because we seem to have a, a real unity and a real togetherness. And now you're hearing reports of bickering in the tunnel and the situation with regards to to Andrews. And it's it's all it's a bit bizarre, really. It's all a bit weird. We didn't play particularly well. And then with the one bit of quality that we had in the game, we score a good goal. And I think, okay, this isn't a great performance. Have the Rotherham vibe here and at least be difficult to beat and come out of this with a 1-0 win and, and it gives us something to build on going into Mill away. But we just crumble. And I personally think, actually, I know a lot of comment has been said about... Huddersfield deserving to win the game but I actually think we create the better chances overall Uh, and just not taking those those chances and being porous at the back uh, despite that actually I I, I would the one player that that I was really happy with today was actually Pollock I thought we actually had a good game but otherwise there wasn't a lot to be cheerful about and it's a kind of there's an air of resignation listening to other people speak tonight as I drive back people don't seem to want the manager out I think because people are weary of the whole managerial change thing and I think understandably people are thinking okay 
what will we actually gain by letting the manager go at this this stage of the season anyway? Because we're not really going to be in a situation where we were going to ever going to uh, compete for the playoffs. And our league position probably is about right. You mentioned it before the game when I said about being sort of 12th, 13th uh, overall come the end of it. I think that's probably where we'll end up. So it, 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 there isn't a transfer window. So unless something catastrophic happens with, with regards to results, and I get the whole point about the home form that's, that's been made, Rich made it earlier as well. The reality is that we will probably be safe for, for this season. It's just more a question of what, what we do for next season. I, I think also, just to pick up on a, a, a couple of other things that have been said, yeah, Rivic, I have to agree with with uh, with Greg on this. I, I, for those with a, with a long memory, Watching Rivic play makes me wish that we still had Steve Butler. <laughs> poor, can I just say, uh, he's poor, that old bad. Scott, poor old Scott Fitzgerald and poor old Steve Butler, their ears must be burning for no reason that's anything to do with them. Poor old Rivic, bless his heart. Now I know, I know what you mean. Go on. Scott Fitzgerald, did we get him at the same time as we uh, as um, Demerit? Because they both they both came from Northwood, didn't they? They did come, both come from Northwood. No, we got demerit first of all because uh, it was under Lewington that we got that we got Scott Fitzgerald. I know because he was in the youth team, yeah. I was coaching the youth team um, shortly after. So yeah, uh, yeah, it is just there, there are players you, out there. You watch you watch the game and Spravic, who stands at what six foot four, six foot five. Yeah, he's, he's jump for foot, the yeah. ball, jump for the ball. It's not just that he headers it badly; he doesn't get near the fucking ball when he jumps for it. And, and you know it's bad when somebody that you know is sat in the media area of the ground sending you WhatsApp messages saying, you pay to watch this? It wasn't a good day. But to pick up a, a, on something else as well that's, that's been discussed as well today with regards to the... I witnessed on, on my way down towards the bunker before the game somebody that sits in front of me being given a hard time over a fucking cheeseburger again. I don't understand the policies of this club. We've got... Hundreds, what feels like an overkill of stewards at each turnstile, as if they're dealing with some sort of free Palestine protest pre-match. We've got people being stopped from t- taking a cheeseburger in. What are they fucking scared of? Rats or something? I don't fucking know what they want. And it's just overzealous. I know that there is talk that there's a desire to change the pre-match experience, and but I'm still seeing far more people search before a game than not and and it's just what on so many levels what has this club become and it's all very well people within the club blaming third parties or someone else but ultimately the culture of this football club comes from the very top and it filters down and and so the responsibility rests with the owner and Duxbury but that's the reality and they can blame who the fuck they like but in any business the culture comes from the top and if that isn't right at that level anything else that happens you're accountable for that it's your it's on your lookout mate it's your job you know there's lots of things to 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 be dissatisfied about at the present time with the club on and off the pitch but i for the certainly the medium term i can't see what's going to change really i think we're stuck we are where we are and we'll know in the summer where we're at in terms of what changes we're able to make in the 
squad to give us a better chance of at least being entertaining to watch next season. It doesn't bode well, does it really? It, it just doesn't bode well. I don't know what you think. There's, there's so much in there in terms of it. Obviously, we have been quite, and I especially have been quite vocal on the on the stewarding situation pretty much explicitly. And I do know, and I have spoken to people at the club, and I will go on doing so until things alter and change. And I think you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter whether or not it is third-party institutions or companies, in this instance, the, the, the firm who are used to, to deliver a security slash stewarding thing. If they are representing Watford in front of house, that is what I will keep banging on about. And I've some, seen some people say some people are more worried about somebody having a flask. If it's about having a flask or if it's about the match day experience, I'm going to bang on about it. I don't give a monkeys. It's got to get to the point whereby these things are improved to the level that we need them to be. Obviously, I talk about a flask that is small beer in comparison to what was essentially the reporting. We had a number of, of ladies who came forward and basically ex- explained that they had been searched rather yeah. over diligently, shall we say, putting it yeah. kindly, and a whole host of other people and other reports, also including juniors. Now, I've spoken to people in the club and they do not want this to be the case. We saw what, what came out from, from Scott Duxbury's notes the other or email the other week. So there's, there is intent to try to get this sorted. I know that much, but I will say watch this space because I hope that will be, be done. So I have to put my faith in those people at the club and I do, but I do so with, I, I think good reason. Yeah. So the overall culture, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the most important thing is that we get that sorted. And as I'd said with the accounts, the strategy of the club needs to be articulated. We need to see more at your places so that there are more lines of communication and not just to the people there because the at your places that we've seen that have been conducted haven't just been done uh, in, in the old way, which was it's in the pub and it stays here, but you might be able to go and say a few things. Now, we are in the age of social media. We are in the age of trying to make sure that everybody, where, wherever they are in the world, if they're a Watford fan, are made aware about what the club stands for. And we talk to and and talk about our values. And that just doesn't mean just on the pitch. It does mean about flask. It does mean about people. A dreadful thing back in, in the cold snap when suddenly it was put out that you're not allowed to take flask or cold food or warm mm. food during an economic downturn, a, a cost of living crisis and a cold snap. And it was like, my God, you couldn't do this worse if you tried. I think there are ways and means of us trying to make sure that everybody, and this is just one of those platforms. We spoke to Tom from the Buzz podcast. We've spoken to Rio there, all of the other people. There's from the Rookerin. There's all sorts of other, other platforms to try to bring it together and say, this is how we would want the club to be run, not on a who we're always going to moan that we haven't signed, I don't know, Haaland or Mbappe or whoever. Of course, we will always want to be aspirational from a football point. But in terms of the values as to how we treat people and what we do and how we act, that's got to, that's surely got to be important, something that the fans can use any number of those platforms to be able to hopefully articulate to people going forward. We'll I, see. I, we'll I see. wholeheartedly agree with that, wholeheartedly. Just last thing, just to add, after the game, I waited for my friend to come out from the media suite and he had waited after the the end of the game to try and have a word with Val and he waited 
waited for a fair few minutes and the vow wasn't available to him, which you can speculate as you wish on that one. But this person's role within the game is quite high profile and he wasn't available to, to speak to after the game. Make of that what you will. I spoke to Greg after the game and he had reservations about the future of Val. Whether something will happen in the next 24 to 48 hours, we all know the kind of the kind of thing that happens. If there is going to be a change, it normally happens fairly swiftly. So, a Sunday mid morning might be might be a, a yeah. thing again. That's happened a few times to us, isn't it? I'm off to find the do not fla- do not scratch your eyes corner flag graphic again. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants anybody to do that. He's made a, he's made a good start. He's done a lot of good things. He's yeah, done a agreed. lot of stuff around that, trying to bring the the dressing room together. Today, it's a question as to whether or not we saw it implode that that good work or not. We will wait and see. We will wait. And yeah, see. It's, a, it's a shame because up until Christmas, it had been really positive. And really, in real terms, that's only a few weeks ago. And it's just it just goes to show, goes to highlight. Sorry, that if you've got the wrong culture or you make the wrong that moves in the dressing room, it, it, like you said, it implodes <laughs> fairly so. quickly. Very much so. Alan, sir, have a great rest of your journey back. Make sure that's that's good and safe. Let's get to to John Parr. So then we come to Robert, guys. We're there. Oh, sorry, I've lost somebody. I appreciate it. it's been it's been a little it's been a bit of a long one tonight. But never mind, John, sir. Hit your hit your microphone button. There you go. Hello, Peter. Hello, Hi. sir. How are we? Are you? Did you enjoy your match day experience without talking to a telephone company? Wonderful day. It was a bizarre game, wasn't it? I'm, I I almost wasn't going to talk a lot about today's game, and Alan's captured a lot of it. But just on on Vow a little bit, it would be bizarre, right? This will be telling because when we were 21st, he's given a, f- a five-year contract. So you, you're sitting there thinking, okay, maybe they're just going, look, we know it's a rebuild. We will finish mid-table at least. We won't back him in January, but we'll just see it through and then we're resizing the club. So on the one hand, if they now sack him and I think it's with bits of today, it's a real possibility, then that's just really crazy because then that's the whole strategy out the window and for me now I don't necessarily want him to go but there are problems it's like if he's going to be here for next year if he's going to be here for next season if that was the whole plan then they probably just should just sit, stick with it and let's see if we can keep learning and stuff but it's the, the keep learning bit that's starting to worry me because yeah we're just starting on the front foot everybody sussed us out we play this ball out and even when, when we play it left to, to Jamal Lewis he plays the same ball back all the time and in the last few games everybody's just cutting it out they know it's not even if there's very in, in that playing out from the back and then yep. nobody in the midfield was shown for the ball at all today which is which is why I think he hooked both KMB and uh, Kone because it was we were vacant yeah on Val I, I, yeah I, I don't know but it's going to be telling it's going to be so telling because that's just my, my scary bit of that is that's just throw it all back in the ether again and start again yeah so uh, I think that's been said to death to be honest I, I just wanted to talk about atmosphere if that's okay Far away. yeah slightly absolutely. different absolutely. Yeah. As, as always yeah. this, this is here for whatever anybody wants to debate we know yeah. we've had a couple yeah. of big so, themes but well, yeah, well, let's check, yeah let's just change it up a little bit so I, I, it's funny because I nearly said this on the last spaces and then it, it came out for midweek again and, and Carl was talking about atmosphere and a few people have and stuff mm. and there is a problem that in the grounds in just getting it and to be fair to the fans today I think everybody did try and get the team going and, I, and to be honest yeah, I thought we deserved to win it was shit but, but 
Ince should have had a hat trick and Rehovic should have had a hat trick. So it, we did have the chances. It was shit, but we should, should, have, should have scored and then we, we can't concede. The fans tr- did try to give it a go. And one telling thing at the end was, because I do tend to just stay late and let everything drift away, but Hoot was coming along to at least go sorry and apologetic to the, to the fans. And he was calling the players over and they were walking off and he was furious. He was furious because I think he recognised that at least, okay, people were booing, but they, they, there was a point in the game where everybody was trying to get behind him. But I think there's something we need to do about am- atmosphere. So I have a proposal. Back in the day, I've been fortunate enough to be dragged in by mates when I've gone to see some clubs, and that's Arsenal and Liverpool away and other stuff. And I've gone, I've gone with with their home fans, but into their supporters' clubs. And a lot of them have really, really good songs going because what tends to happen is they actually play these songs. They get a little band together in in the support club. They get it going, and it's and it builds this atmosphere. And we have the bunker. So I have a proposal for you, right now. What we know is we know we have. Big Lebowski, drum player, yeah? Yep. We have Justin, guitar, and I think you play a bit of guitar yourself, Pete, I believe, yeah? Yes, it has yep. been known for um, Obviously, we can have Carl on vocals, yeah? And Carl, and- Carl if, tell you Carl- what, Carl will have to pull that microphone out of my cold, dead hand. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, and, of course, and can start choosing the music that people can write lyrics to and he can I mean, come on and I think what you guys need to do because you're down there you need to do a 15 minute session speak to Roy have a little bit of a setup and get the chance going so I think you need to do not sketch your eyes 15 minutes um, session every before every game and, and try and get some atmosphere going so yeah that's my only stupid contribution to play school, say, really. As if I everybody think, but... hasn't got enough to worry about that. Yeah, great. <laughs> Not sure that's going to improve anybody's but, mood. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know where it goes. It's The season's done, isn't it? And I'm as disappointed as everybody. I think there's a lot of... I think every, at the start of the season, everybody would have said, look, look if we finish mid-table and we see some improvement, but it's the trajectory of the season and the way it's gone, which has not been helpful, right? And expectations were getting up and now we're drifting back to where we expected to be. But it is worrying and... Yeah, a lot of the players, I think there's a good point of we're not going up, we're not going down, hopefully not going down, but I'm still worried. But I think it's fine. And yeah, maybe some of the players are thinking about their next steps. That's probably what's going on with Kone, probably what's going on with Andrews behind the scenes. You, you, you don't know, but we'll see. We'll wait. So sorry, I can't, can't give you much more positivity than that today, but because I'm as depressed as everybody. So. Today, today is not necessarily a day for sunny dispositions and positivity. It's a day for licking our wounds and going... Ah, bugger. Okay. There will be another day. Every time that footballers turn around and go, we go again, there's a reason they do say that. It's because at some point you have to shake this one off and move on to the next one. We're still shaking it off. Sometime during the week, we'll start looking at Millwall and start thinking positive thoughts. And then we'll see a corner flag or something happen. Who knows? Who knows? One, one last thing. One make, last make it quick so I've got to get it, Jonathan. Then we're, oh, then we're done. Oh, go on. Yeah. Go on. Really, really good. Quick, big shout out to Mikey, who is probably listening as a lurker. You should join Mikey. I met him bizarrely in the toilets at half time. I thought it was a Porky's moment, but he recognised my voice, not anything else. But yeah, hello, Mikey, and you're probably listening in the background. But yeah, yeah, press that button sometime and have your say sometime. That's it. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> stuff. I was grabbed in the toilets. That's all I needed to know. You had me at that stage. Who knew the day could get even better for John than than Mikey grabbing him? Mikey, big hello. Hi, this is Derek. And you are listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Let's get to Rob. Rob, sir, hit your hit your mute button. And uh, hello, sir. Crikey. It's been a difficult one today, the day, the game, everything else. Yeah, I, do, I do feel sorry for, for, for you like that. I had to watch that because... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't there today, luckily. So I was just uh, listening to John, and yep. then I went into shock as my TV screen. Loris Carius is starting a Premier League game tonight. Oh, that's it. The, that's it. The, the world's axis has tilted, and nothing is as it was. Grief. Do you remember in the, in the European Cup final against uh, Europe? Well, yeah, it must be about five years since he last played a Premier League game, yeah. Ouch. That's bizarre. And it's against Arsenal. Anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say was, I can understand, I, I listened to someone mention that Troy Deeney could be interim manager. He, I can understand that because he, Troy doesn't like speed bumps. Milata Rabic won't be starting for him, would he? <laughs> This is true. The reason we said it is because we've got an opportunity and you will have seen, hopefully, we'll put more out on our on the socials, whereby basically we want to put punters questions to him. Somebody said, oh, yeah. I thought he wasn't doing any more interviews. It's, no, but he agreed to take Watford Watford fans uh, questions, which is lovely. And it's an opportunity for us to kind of throw some that way. So that's the, I think, I think yeah. that's the only reason he's been, he's been linked particularly, but there we go. I'm just like sitting today thinking like, if you sat all the people in charge of Watford around the table and you asked them, what is the actual plan for this club? Would anyone actually be able to give you a straight answer? Because there's, there doesn't seem to be any plan. It's, there's no plan. We'll concentrate on the youth. That's not happening because Jack Reeves has sat on that bench for seven games and not got on the pitch. So it's not. We're not focusing on youth. We're rebuilding, but what we were rebuilding for. That's what I'm wondering, really, at this point. It's a very good question. When I did the accounts podcast, and probably because it was the third one, I tried to do it with a link to where was the link to the strategy that we'd got because during Parlacci Gino back in crikey, 15th of June, seems like a world ago now. Yeah. Every, everything they've done, which was basically, look, we need to cut the cloth accordingly financially. And I think everybody understands that with the numbers that come out of the game yeah, when, yeah. When, when you fall yeah. out the, par- the parachute payments and all of this sort of stuff. And I said, they've done everything that they said they were going to do in terms of they are looking at, at reducing the debt. We did need to redefine what the club considered as debt because this was basically debt to third party. Yeah. It wasn't factored debt and it wasn't the debt owed to, to Gino which he did confirm on the night he wasn't taken out. Now, I appreciate the, uh, this is a roundabout way to get to to this kind of conversation about strategy. The thing was, it was because of the size of the club, we are going to have to retain a player trading strategy. Fine. So when I got to the accounts and I said, where are the players coming in on this conveyor belt that are going to be the next ones once we've sold presumably Aspria and, oh, I don't know, Kone possibly before 326 this afternoon, who knows? And maybe Andrews, as we thought he was doing really well until he was suddenly needing to be rested forever. Um, because I can't see it. And then this week we signed a, a yeah. lad two days after his 18th birthday who looks a really exciting prospect. I, I would really welcome uh, an opportunity for there to be a, and I mentioned it, a kind of a finance at your place linked to what the strategy is because no, nobody yeah. supports Watford because we all expect to see glory and trophies every couple of seasons because we know that ain't the case. We know that. But 
you need to get attached to something. You need to understand what it is. And I think a lot more people could hear from what that is, whatever it is, at that particular time. And of course, there's also this conversation about investment and the club has never denied that it's in. It's always looking to seek investment. What does that mean? What does that mean for the strategy? Either once something's done or ahead of it, what does that kind of feel like so that people can get behind something? And then we, we Every know, time we know that the manager's role is always going to be relatively transitory yeah. because if you lose nine games straight, chances are you're going to get the tin tack, aren't you? Yeah, I get that. I mean, the- this thing with investment, though, every time they mention investment, it keeps falling through every single time. It's not going anywhere, is it? If we've had it for the last couple of years, it just we've got this group interested falling through. We've got Warner Brothers or something interested falling through. It's, it just doesn't seem to be like if there's an appetite to get investment into the club, why does it keep stalling and failing? I think it's a very good question. There was having done this this finance thing, and then you may have seen the from the rookery and did one as well with with Mike mm-hmm. chatting, chatting away with Kieran Maguire, who's there. And I've been following other things that came through, and there was an interesting bit that I read again in the Athletic this particular week, and it was the quote unquote New Deal for football, which is going to be interesting. And I looked at it, and went, oh, it's about how much it's like a goodwill payment from the Premier League that they're going to be sharing more money and it's going to be like an extra billion coming into the championship, League One, League Two, et cetera, over the course of the next TV deal. It was supposed to be agreed yesterday. It's gone, it's been pushed back, I think, to about the 11th of March. I'm sorry, if if these dates are slightly wrong, sorry, guys, I'm trying trying to remember something. But the thing is, is that if that's coming in, because I looked at that and thought, well, if that's the case and suddenly you're getting an extra 10 or 15 million pounds coming in that we wouldn't get ordinarily, that affects the valuation of the club. So That's right. it, it could be that that plays a contributing factor in terms of the valuation of it, because that, it could also mean that would make us and also other clubs more sustainable. I made a big play of this thing that, that our operational debt, so us just trading, selling stuff out of the Hornet shop, basically everything apart from player trading, we lost £27 million last year, right? And, right. and it, you go, Jesus Christ. Of course, if you're getting an extra £20 yeah. million, pound, it might make us slightly more towards profit. Yeah. And then player trading is on top of that. This, Who knows? If they're, making, if they're making all these clubs wait to find out what money they're going to be getting, you can't pl- – how is how is any club supposed to plan its financials for the future? Exactly. Because if, if you're planning your financials for the future, we know what happened. The likes of Rio really rubs the salt in the room that he wasn't born when this happened. But <laughs> the ITV digital stuff, clubs plan to spend that ITV digital money, spend that ITV digital money, yeah. and then everyone was – so we, we can't go back to doing that again. So we need to hurry up and tell us what we've got. Exactly, exactly. And it was – and for any – Apologies if anybody needs – trust me, if you need to go out, guys, go out. We'll be putting this rubbish out as a podcast and you can listen to this back. But anyway, it's yeah. – the one of the reasons why they are looking to do it is because the Premier League and the FA are trying to avoid an external regulator coming in. And therefore, they yeah. need to have the consensus and the agreement that they're looking after the pyramid of the game. I say it's yeah. a goodwill payment from the Premier League. Let's be honest, there's no such thing. They're not going to be going, yeah. here's a billion because we care about the pyramid or anything like that. Like that. However, once that happens, 
I think it will be yeah. really interesting. I mentioned £27 million. Every single championship club made an operational loss. The smallest was £15 million in a year, right? Now, bearing, bearing in mind the fair play, the football, the football fair play things are, you can make a £13 million loss providing you are being backed by an owner who is subsidising you and you're losing 15 million. You do the maths. That don't work. So they need to push something in. The reason they're doing it is because of the regulator. They need to do that sooner than later. And I think the 11th of March could be a key date if that's when it goes through to to be voted in, when hopefully something might make, and I'm not just talking about Watford here, I'm talking about the pyramid in, in the leagues, hopefully a little bit more sustainable. Fingers crossed, but it was a, there's a, if you go and Google a, a new deal for football and read up about it, you'll see what, what it's coming in, how it all divides up, how much it splits out, what difference it entirely makes to our numbers, who knows? And also, of course, what happens if you give a gambler 20, an extra 20 quid? He's going to gamble an extra 20 quid. So we need to understand how all of this and the strategy leads to sustainability and then what the kind of the football logics are. At least, that, at least that's my take on yeah. it, mate. Last thing before I go, just a little little word of advice for the likes of Rio and Jordi who have got about a million exams coming yeah. up over the next couple of months. I, like, just for, I, just love, from, I love the fact that you gave the bitter thing about the fact that they weren't alive. I like that. Yeah. Now, now I look forward to the advice. Go on, far away. Just a bit of advice from a teacher. Don't revise everything you, know, you already know. Revise the bits that you don't know as well. And then you'll be using your time wisely and not spending hours and hours wasting it. So that's just a bit of advice from me. And maybe Val could maybe Val could take some advice of trying something new instead of keep doing the same things again and again. Then maybe we might get better on the pitch as well. Well, Who knows? That's, that's, look at that as a segue. The phrase is, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it's apocryphal. I don't think it is Einstein, but it's always accredited to him. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Of course, exactly. we've, yeah, exactly. If, if nothing is a, as a as a metaphor for football. That must be it. Rob, sir, have a great evening. Lovely to hear from you there. One Wonderful stuff. There we go. Sorry, we ended up on, on that New Deal thing, which I was going to do a blog about. Probably won't bother doing that now that we've spoken to it. Let's get into the five words and the and the long forms. As I say, if you've got something to get off to, guys, you head straight off and, and have a good evening. In the meantime, though, I'm going to go through these because we're so grateful people take their time to put these five words together and the long forms are just beautiful. So I always want to read them out. So there you go. Let's start off with Peter, Pete Fincham, unhippie man, says rename Vicarage Road dog shit alley. <laughs> There's not much positive in there. Richard Fairbanks, club drifting in the doldrums. That's that's something that we've we've heard a bit. We are utterly shocking again, says Alan Ray. Gareth Kingswood Hornet says, can't decide if that lump up front is a competition winner or the big kid that dominated everyone else at school until all the other kids grew up. Could be one of those, I definitely think. Thanks, Gareth. John, we just heard from him, said, Terriers, totally terrible, terrify, terrible Twatford. Oh, that, there's no such place as Twatford. Don't call it that. Stephen Atkinson says, stewards, two games on the trot. I've not been searched. Chose the smallest steward and have had a face like thunder when you approach them and they'll bottle it. Well done, Stephen. I'm enjoying, by the way, all of this kind of advice as to how to avoid being searched. Smitty, he's now the Hertfordshire hemorrhoid, he says. I think you could be talking about the big lad up front. Uh, Gary says, Dennis did nothing outside the box. Hashtag Ryevich. Stephen Atkinson back again with two points. Here we go. He says, and I hate to say this, much as I fucking loathe them, I hope Luton stay up to rub Gino's face in it about what a fucking stupid, horrendous decision it was to sack Rob Edwards. Two, they'll wipe the floor with this next season if they do get relegated. That will be crushing. 
I don't want Ishmael sacked, he carries on. However, he is to blame for the turgid shit we are being served up with. That is the greatest sentence ever. I don't want him sacked. However, he is to blame for the turgid shit. I like that. He says, we have the talent in the team. The tactics are wrong. Only one team was looking to win today, and it wasn't Watford. We were just looking not to lose possession. Gary also said he shouldn't have improved his contract. John comes back again with nine from safety. Fucking worried. Even King Ken was shy. He said, fucking turgid shit, says Stephen Atkinson. Immediately after, after I'd already read that out twice because it was such a fine combination of words. Ben, he of, of Jarvis fame says, I ran out of patience with Val very early on in the season. Tactically, he's incredibly limited. Nothing could make me happier seeing him getting the boot, seeing most of the players today with so little motivation makes me think they share my views. Sorry, that was more of a rant. No, it wasn't. That was very good. I like that. K-Man says, doesn't warrant wasting the time. Terriers terrorise wasteful Watford whimper. Oh, James DJ. He's taken a bit of iteration and gone across from T's to W's. That's very good. I like that. Andrew Argent says, I need more than five. We heard from Alan earlier on. He said, no effort. Subs changed nothing. Alan WFC, Harrod Allen, Hallow Allen says the worst performance of the season. Gary says Jose Marino is available. Dave Muggins says I'm just hounding Gino. Okay. Pete Ryan said football net zero strategy. Potzo, Duxbury, Val, Ince out, says Richard WFC, throwing in an Ince. I presume you're talking about Tom. If you're talking about Paul, that's always the danger. Thinking about these this Val thing. Paul Ince, what do we think about that? That may have to go to a poll. Louis Tashira says, how are we still 11th? Pathetic, just awful. Dr. Dickie Sutton says, official. Ryevich, not a footballer. Thank you. Dr. Zicky Sutton knows of what he speaks. He has a medical training. I may have mentioned that. Mark Noley says, no passion, desire, teamwork or heart. Carbs, hello Carbs, says, tactics, too defensive, shooting abysmal. Uncle Ron says, set pit, cesspit FC, the team for you. We've got a genuine cesspit one back in from Ron. He's fighting back against Carl Campion. I like this. Brian Edwards, what a load of shit. Mike Duffy, possible Val's time is up. Mikey Abrahams, handbrake off, more like the wheels. That that's good. I like that. Terry Wilkins, he started us off, said weak, passionless, tragic, hopeless, embarrassing. This is true. I'm all of these things, but I think we should stick to Watford. Where are we? He then says, Carl Campion says, I like Huddersfield's blonde Pat. Yes, I hadn't even thought about that. They got a Pat Butcher as well. I think his name was Rondoni, and he absolutely ran the first half ragged. Slightly less influential in the second half, but still very good. Val's hidden the corner flag, says Carl. Hampshire Hornet says it's getting worse every week. Ryan Cripps says, absolutely typical today. Says it all, we are shite at home. Guy Wellborn, hey Guy, says Dyer from start to finish. Peter Joyless Jones says, so much take talent bollocks. <laughs> Boo times five, says Mikey Abrahams, very economical. Season over, corner flag tonight, says Chris Bone, avoiding all potato talk until I find it, obviously, later on down the thread. Jonathan Hogg is still decent, says Carl Campion. Yes, absolutely, he was good. He got a, a, a half-decent reaction, which is nice. Uh, get the corner flag ready, says Pete. Mark of Watford and England says, players getting ready for summer. Watford FC, Sweden, we always struggle post-year. I nearly said New York then for a minute, because you're thinking NY, what does that stand for? Natasha Wright says, five words for disbelief, please. Yeah, absolutely. Natasha, I hope you're feeling better, mate. M says, lack everything. So effing shit. This is good. She's used, she used the word effing rather than saying the word fucking, and I think that's nice, because nobody wants to hear that. Hornet High everybody. Be still for a moment. Here we go. Bastard referee made us watch eight more minutes of festering crap. That's, I, so that's just tremendous. 
That's just brilliant. Dan Cohen says, just shuck, just sack the clown now. Because Hello Ken says, just fuck off now, Val. One touch in first 20 minutes in their half, says Carl Wilson. Was it really? Jesus Christ. Excuse my blasphemy there. Sorry, Val has to go, says Carl. On tour in Essex says, where is the corner flag? We're seeing a t- tits up times five. You can't use tits up and then put times five, Carl Wilson. That's not economic. You have to use one word. You've used two words. Therefore, that would be a 10-word review. Honestly, Carl's just going tonto with his times numbers. Anna says, shocking waste of my time. Simon says, could still go down. We heard that earlier on, yeah. Hillary says, Hillary Dockett, by the way, says, disappointing, not entertaining, also cold. Very good. I like that a lot. I like that very much. I like anything that's both atmospheric and indeed meteorological. Excellent. Simon says, how is Ryovich a professional football player? We have we have had doubts expressed about that today. Sell TDB, Ryovich, Semat and KMB says fan footy 8731. Retip Nilmot says Gino Pozzo, get out now. As tech was it. Aztec was it. I think that's the phrase. I'm trying to, I'm getting it. It's a combination of Aztec and exquisite. As tequisite, yeah, that's how I call it, scared to view the table. The table is like last year's championship. Basically, it doesn't matter how shit we are, we still end up at 11th. That's basically what it is. It's purgatory in any other form. Colin Hosier says, pleasantly surprised at the size of the bunker on my first visit. Oh, well done, Colin. Excellent. Well done for coming down. God knows who to blame. Players, manager, owner, or all of the above. So depressing. I'm glad that the bunker was was somewhere where you came down. Do If you spot me, come over and say hello, please. I'll be wandering around annoying people with a large microphone. We did that again today. Chris Taffer, who I didn't get to. Chris, I'm so sorry. I didn't get to you. We'll get you on next time. Finished work early, afternoon ruined. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Will Manabag says, no genius, start a right back. Nice. Stuart Roberts, from what I've heard, shite. Stuart, you have heard accurately. Gary Short says, owner and manger must go. Now, Gary, and I'm pretty sure he probably means manager. Otherwise, you're having a go at the manger. And I don't think the nativity has played any part today. There was nothing holy about it other than my earlier blasphemy. Colin Smith says, not enough words available today. I'm sorry, Colin. We will look down the sofa and see if we can get you some more. Vince Smith says, given dog shit a bad name. <laughs> Vince, Vince, very good. Craig from Littleport, let's blame the schedule, Val. Craig, I am just not worthy. I am just not worthy for two reasons. Let's blame the schedule, Val. It's very nice. But also, Craig's Twitter handle is at goats willy and that's very pleasing yell 999 says are we really surprised no jack smith says zero expectations and still disappointed sean moen just said shit just wasted two hours says mark calder there's a certain trend definitely here i'll let will do my review says nathan and he gives us an in-betweeners meme which just says that was all fucking shit it was a, no that was all fucking dreadful i can't even read it croxy horn says had our ass kicked and handed us to us on a plate shite all over the pitch John O'Shea, Yavi and Slav both available. Oh, that's got to be something. It's got to be something in there. I, uh, For my money? Uh, okay, everybody at home is listening. Everybody who wants Yavi, raise your right hand. And okay, and everybody who says Slav, that's well, about even. Okay, WFC Chef says Sunday league finishing, Sunday sacking. Steve Chambers says playoffs looking less likely. Well done, Steve. They've, Steve's head of optimism now. I like that. Alex says chose not to go to the game today, and thank God I didn't. TJ should have bought some players. It's a trend, I think, that you're going to find a strategy than, you know, better than that, hard to come by. On tour in Sussex says, had enough of Valball. Zlatan says, it's not Ryovic, it's Ismail. That's the problem. Are we talking about Ishmael Kone 
or I don't think we are. I think Zlatan is in the let's let's twist on the manager front. Kevin Jackson, hey, Kev says gutless Watford lose relegation six pointer. Oh, don't call it that. That scares me. Lee Lee Star says time for the corner flag. Stuart Cashmore worse than our position suggests. Lee Johnson says can it get any worse? And Softail says same shit in different game. Val has to go, says Nick Brooks. And Colin Smith says, very shit. More verys hidden below. <laughs> I like this. I'm sorry. I do apologise, guys. It's been awful. And there's me sort of tittering over silly things like the word poo or something. Thanks, Potzos, for the investment, says what for status. Mark Valentine says, a totally abject dystopian meltdown. That's good. Mark, well done. I don't think we do enough dystopian stuff. Justin, make a note. More dystopian shit. Simon Watford FC says, was shit but missed great chances. Joe says Ryevich is massive mong. And finally, Neil Dean, fucking clueless players and manager. Pleasing, very, very good, very strong performance, everybody, today. Uh, Dustin has put up a are we Val in or Val out? What's it called? Poll. And let's have a look. What's the current what's the current voting? It's it's currently 58.8% Val out and 41.2% Val in at this moment in time. So wait to see how that goes. Let's get to the long forms and then let you you guys get out and about. Dr. Dickie Sutton says, what a load of bollocks from Uncle Ron. Absolutely no one, apart from him, is upset about Ukraine flags. Grow up. There you go, guys. This is where you get to come and say what it is that you want to get here to come and say. If we don't have Ryevich, we'd be seven points worse off, says Jay Solo WFC. Nice one, Josh. Gary says, remember earlier in the season when fans were saying they were enjoying going to games again and they were being entertained? Yes, I don't think we had that today. Brian Edwards says, no steward searching or ticket checking in the family stand today. First time. He also says, if Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard Jr. at all, were to be linked with managing our club, I'd throw my virtual season ticket in the bin. Bet you, I bet you wouldn't. I'd rather have Devon White up front than Ryevich, says Gary. Gary, that's dangerous talk. For the for a start, Devon White is currently 50 foot. Well, yeah, actually, think about it. Yeah, maybe. Tom Bodell, we heard from him earlier on, said, interesting that Uncle Ron's fascination with the original family club does not extend to a member of the Watford family whose homeland is being obliterated. That's not politics. That's being a human being. We should be proud about the work the club does in its community. Fair enough. Andrew Argent says, three months without a league win at home. November the 28th, Norwich at home. Do you remember that? Blimey. That's no Norwich. Wow. And of course, let's be honest, we had to have a comeback to get back to that. Mark of uh, Watford and England says, bad or mad? Is Ishmael a bad manager or is he acting out and rebelling against an owner who sold him a dream but delivered a nightmare? Bitterness can lead to strange and even self-destructive decision-making. And it could be that we are observing this unfold in front of us. Oh, that works on many levels, Mark. I like that. Carl, back again, Carl Campion says, Ryevich's ability and criticism shouldn't gloss over the fact that other players were poor as well. For example, Martins, nearing 50 and supporting Cesspit FC for many years. I can honestly say I have never used the term fanny football. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's another uh, response to, to Uncle Ron. I hadn't heard that phrase either, but hey, I'm not saying it didn't exist. Dr. Dickie Sutton back again. Dennis probably looked like a groin strain, he says. Typical injury when playing time is inappropriate for a player's match fitness conditioning. Out for two to three weeks minimum, I would think. And as we know, Dr. Dickie Sutton has a medical training. Hampshire Hornet says playoffs are a pipe dream. I'm more concerned about the run of form. No actual style of play or structure 
structure and taking that with us into next season, compounded by an even weaker squad, will be lucky to survive. League One for 2025-26. Lee Milky Joe says, what's this Andrews drama then? So there is rumour basically that uh, Val prefers Tom Bashiru playing there because he is uh, more of a ball player or a, a progressive passer than Andrews is. So it's actually being done on football grounds rather than simply resting is the preferred player for right back. Uh, people will view that in different ways. I believe at the moment it's, how can I put it? It's probably split down that Val thinks one thing and everybody else looks at it and thinks another. There you go. Uh, anger should all be aimed at the ownership, says Brian Edwards. Let's not lose focus on the big picture. Andrew Argent says, why do we start a game 45 minutes not wanting to go forward with the ball, playing it backwards and sideways? If you saw the article with uh, Andrew French, uh, Val mentioned that for the first 20 minutes, we basically like to try and sit, work out what the opposition are doing before we do something, which that's that's a terrible paraphrasing, but I'm using it for, for, for comic effects. So there you go. Hampshire Hornet says, wasn't it Huddersfield that tonked us at home just before Silver got sacked? It was, no, it was Sanino. Oh, it could have been Silver, actually. You could be right. Louis Tashira says, awful today, a performance identical to many from last season. Terrible defending, predictable on the ball, and waiting for moments of magic. Too easy for clubs to be, to come to Vicarage Road and walk all over us. Lacked ideas, got to improve, otherwise next week will be ugly. Steve Cooper, anyone ask Andrew Argent? He then says, changing the manager will not make a difference. I witnessed a steward shouting and swearing at two young lads waiting at the top of the lower Graham Taylor at the end of the game today. All they were doing was waiting for their mates. The walkway was empty, just me trying to get past, past them and the steward bloke there as well. That's no need for that, is it? That's silly. Someone please cut off Morrissey from Florida, says Easy Mark 2010. <laughs> Nasty, says says Melanie WFC. Mark's back again. Sacking a VI is a waste of time. Whoever Gino appoints, it's ultimately subservient to player power at Watford. For some years now, the players know that when the, pl- the manager asks for more, they don't have to give it. They just wait for the taxi to take him away. Natasha Wright says another managerial compensation package to be calculated, which will deplete funds to invest in the squad. Hampshire Hornet, please can someone help me and tell me what style of football VI is trying to build? This is not a rebuild. M says fucking shit, lacked everything. Lack of signings has wrecked us. Absolute snooze fest. M, that's pretty, pretty bang on. Carl Wilson says the medical team are saying Andrews needs resting. Ooh, okay, so there you go. The medical team is saying that. Charlie Pod said, might not get on, lads. Uh, going, oh, sorry, mate. I did see you were on earlier on. It was interesting. Charlie sent me a note in the first half and just said that when there was a point when Hamer kicked directly to to Dennis in the early stages because there was an opportunity on, and it was like Val came out and said, no, play it short. So in terms of the build-up. Oh, wait, look, I hope you're uh, having a good night out, Charlie. Carl back again. He says, one touch in their half in the first 20 minutes should have put Martins up front when Dennis came off. That would have been a viable alternative, I think. I can do backing vocals. Got to go to Catwick. Cheer, <laughs> cheered up a bit, says Nelly. Hey, Nelly. Tom Scarborough says, I'm unsure what's appropriate about a football club at the centre of a town's community showing support for an occupied nation whose refugees have become a valued part of the said community. There you go. Excellent stuff. Good, good response in terms of all of that. Let me just go back to where are we there? Oh, here we go. Laugh my arse off. Have I just been told off? WFC chef says Ishmael is the Borthwick of football and both are getting found out again today. Oh, crikey. We're not doing well there. Sean Walsh says agree. Why is Andrews not playing right back? Absolutely baffling. Steve Potso out says don't give me that shit. It took bollocks to do the subs. He bloody picked the team. But if he picked the team, but it took bollocks to do the subs, he's, he, he's made the choice, but he's corrected it early. So it's a, it's a mistake, but he's corrected it. It's an interesting 
interesting one. Charlie Pod also says, if we sack Val, how much will it cost us since they've extended his contract? We heard that earlier on. Christian says, why do we moan about turnover of managers yet always call for them to be sacked? Fair point. We come to Watford Limericks. I had something different to do for a couple of hours from two. Although not my aim, I missed most of the game and that useless shower did too. Very strong. Brian Edwards, confirmed by Watford Observer, Dennis has a groin injury, not the Mo Johnson style either. Football was shit. Hospitality was excellent. Fully recommend Horizons, says uh, JB Bantams, John. John, I hope you had a good day. Joe Kayser, Joey Kayser says, you can't slander Uncle Ron Senior. All he's done, it talk, talk utter facts. There you go. Who was said, slandering him? I don't know. Never mind. May have been the people further up who said things. The team is not together now. Far from it. No drive, no passion. They are already on the beach, says Carl Wilson. A lot of good stuff coming in from Carl today. Good to see you, hear from you, sir. Fair from Uncle, says George. There you go. People saying that. I was back to a couple from Carl. Um, <laughs> he knows what I've just read. I was a Val in up to today. He needs to go, sadly. And he then says Pete's bum could do a better job with or without honey. Carl's fascination with my posterior is, let's, let's face it, it's unhealthy and it's doing nobody any favours. Definitely not me, my bum, or indeed Carl. William Wonga says three straight home defeats, seven home defeats this season and no home win since the 28th of November. Any other manager would be sacked. Why is Ishmael any different? Neil Deans says Andrews must be playing absolutely fucking shit in training not to get picked week in, week out, or Val just hasn't got a fucking Scooby. Pause to let everyone answer. Mine is Val hasn't got a clue. <laughs> Absolutely. Last few here. There we go. Steve Potso out says WFC to, to war against the machine gun with a fucking wooden spoon. I think, yes, we did bring the knife to the proverbial gunfight, didn't we, today? Jason says, if the Melita ever wears yellow again, it's a disgrace to the club's fans. Can't win headers, can't pass, can't shoot, and his header ended up in South Oxy. Pro footballer, my fat ass. Could people stop? Oh, no. Your fat ass. I see what you mean. Yes, that's much better. Diggles, JFC, who puts 50p in the dickhead? I don't know what that means. Who are these people, Peter, you claim are trying? Oh, Walker, Messenger, Luther, all scared to say a word. Even when Scott agrees with them, he has fuck all power. You look, DM me. I'll have a chat with you. Diggles says politics has nothing to do with football. The battle cry of the fucking idiot, says Diggles. And then finally, Oliver Gomeshall finishes off. With the word shit, see you next Tuesdays. There you go. There you go. All of the long forms, all of the five words. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Bad day today. Bad day at the office, I would suggest, is the kindest thing you could possibly say. Uh, about the whole thing. We will be chatting with, with with a certain Mr. Troy Deeney. We've got a number of questions. Some of those involve speed bumps, injuring our own players, and all sorts of other things. Besides, other things are obviously talking about goals, the like of which this podcast is named after. So, look, if there's anything you want to uh, to put to, to to Troy or for us to try to get in as ever, please look out for one of our tweets, reply to it, and we will try to include it in and try and get as many points put across from fans uh, to Troy as we possibly can. We were down the bunker earlier on. Uh, we were asking the question today, who is your favourite player, excluding Luther Blissett, John Barnes, and indeed Troy Deeney? And the second question, who is your favourite player out of those three? So if you want to... Send us those as well. Factor those in to boot, and why not indeed? 
So there we go. Look, lots to lots to pick over this week. We will see whether or not the the kind of the manager behaviour that we'd previously seen in previous seasons actually occurs. We don't know. We don't know. We will see what happens, but obviously watch this space and we'll take it from there. As mentioned, this will go out as a podcast, part one and part two, because it's been a fairly long one. We'll be out possibly a bit tonight, probably tomorrow morning. So you look out for that. In the meantime, obviously do look out for all the other social media stuff that's going on around the club, because of course, everybody's going to be pouring over this. So that's everybody from the Rookery and Voices of the Vic, uh, the Buzz podcast. We, we, I saw Ben earlier on from Voices of the Vic. We had Tom on earlier on. The guys are doing something on Monday, so just have a look out for it. Because yes, it's been a crap game. It's been a crap game. But online, we can be a community as we can be at the club. I am still, as I say, going to keep keep haranguing the club to try to just improve that side of it. It's one aspect. And I believe that there are good people and I'm trying to do everything I can to help encourage and, and see where we go with that. Sometimes change does take time. I know we've got a third party who've got a contract to deliver what they're doing. And I think it needs to get, I think it needs to get managed. I'm not in there directly. I don't know, but we'll keep trying to give the voice of the fans and, and the comments that are made here, passing those over just to add to it and keeping on the pressure because change doesn't just happen because nobody tried to make it happen. It happens because we come together and try to do. Whether that change happens this week on the uh, on the, on the head coach, we'll wish him well if he stays or if he goes. But people are looking both up and down that particular transfer, uh, that particular uh, league table today. I don't think we're going to get up and I hope we're not going to have a problem having to get away from the bottom of it. But we need to we need to start finding that identity that we had earlier on in the season, finding that resilience, finding that bloody-mindedness to try to turn draws into wins and defeating positions into positives. We've lost our way with that and we need to need to get it. Anyway, guys, look, thank you ever so much as always for, uh, for, for, for listening in. It's always a joy to have you. And it's just one of those days, win, lose or draw, we'll always say, come on, you horns. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.